TLP is the OG, okay? It is the OG, it's true. And it's I was the OG, to The that. OG. Original gangster. Ever heard of it? Hello. No. <laughs> I haven't. Get with the program. Dr. Dre. Dr. Snoop. Yeah, no, Dr. No. Snoop. No, Dr. Snoop learned his Oh, great. Dr. Snoop is you. No, no, no. Little no, Pop. Dr. No, You're Dr. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop Dogg learned his trade on the streets. Uh-huh. Dr. Dre went to medical school to learn his trade. You're Dr. Snoop. I did it. You're, you're yeah, pulled. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone welcome back to threat level podcast the podcast where we talk about the office i'm madison and today i'm joined by subi hello and jamie hello and i actually remembered how to intro us correctly wow <laughs> we sincerely apologize to all of our listeners oh, for yeah, the two plus month delay that Whoops. we've been on <laughs> hi i hate us if you will <laughs> I hate us. I hate us. <laughs> and I hate us for failing for so bad. For... I mean, it was one of those situations where we had a few weeks of legitimate reasons and then we're just all very lazy. And yeah, pretty much. just fell out of the habit of doing it. And there was no other reason. Being yeah. lazy is legitimate. I'll take full Let's responsibility. Make <laughs> Let's make that a legitimate. I mean, and as it is, like, we're only three out of five. It's been yeah. over two months and we couldn't even get the whole crew back together. <laughs> but anyways, we're back. Um, and today I have a icebreaker question that doesn't really pertain to the episode, but it was Halloween three days ago. So the icebreaker pertains to the Halloween holiday. And the question is this. Okay. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Halloween costume that you've either ever gone as or have hopes of one day aspiring to go as? Like, you know, maybe you have a really good idea for one and you've never gone as it, or you have already had an amazing Halloween yeah. costume. Or maybe you've just seen a really great idea for a costume yeah. and you're like, I would maybe like to try that out someday because that's a really cool Halloween costume idea. Can I guess yours? <laughs> you know mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really good, though. It, it is. I, I will tell the whole story. How about I just go? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> okay. So I used to work for a self-publishing company. And there was one point where an author wrote a book called Blue Star Love. And it was about Elvis Presley. And the author did not know Elvis Presley. And I'm almost positive he did not know anyone who knew Elvis <laughs> Presley. But he believed very strongly that Elvis Presley was visiting him upon a blue star. <laughs> and of course. Telling him stories of his life. So that's what the book was about. And so for the cover image that this man had custom illustrated, it was Elvis Presley riding on a unicorn through outer space surrounded by the seven wonders of the world <laughs> aka the <laughs> best was... image in the world <laughs> yes so i was the book designer on this project and i had a friend who worked in customer service who was the correspondence to this client so we decided that we were going to go as elvis presley 
and the unicorn for Halloween. So I was Elvis and Adrienne was the unicorn and we made our own costumes. We bought all the bits and parts that we needed. We sewed a few things. We tie dyed a lot of things. Uh, yeah. We spray painted some things and made these costumes so that it, it looked like I was Elvis Presley riding a unicorn and so we stood for a picture with me kind of like straddling her so it looked like I was riding on her back and the cover designer took our picture and cropped the wall out of it and <laughs> put us into the cover photo so that we could have a printout of us surrounded by all of these things <laughs> yeah. and I peaked way too early no. for Halloween costumes because I'll never top that. It's no one oh will gosh. ever top Elvis Presley riding a unicorn. No, see that that is like <laughs> so priceless that I'd almost forgotten about it. The one that I was actually thinking of for you is like the one time you told me that you wanted to go as a breadwinner. Oh yes, like yes. that. I always thought would have I been really cool. I never did that cool. though. So that really that cool, is so. like my if I ever went. To a Halloween party again where it was a costume thing I might do that is go as a breadwinner and the idea being that I'm just somebody who's won a lot of bread and yeah. I'll have like a sash that just says like number one breadwinner and I'll have a basket just full of loaves of bread <laughs> and that'll be my costume which is just amazing yeah it is <laughs> oh my gosh um, but oh, I wait. haven't actually done that oh, so oh if you do that I can go as Jesus you know and I give you all the bread Jesus he gives you bread, right? He doesn't. You don't win it from him. He just like breaks a loaf and it just keeps reproducing. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how you won all the bread. Oh, okay. I just stole it all from Jesus. <laughs> well, no, 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 Jesus gave it to you. I don't know. You can't steal from Jesus. I think we need it. to come up with something better for you for that. Yeah. No, this is a great idea. That's my. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds kind of like you know Michael Scott trying to one up Santa Claus. Yeah, um, and failing. Okay. I, <laughs> I, for me, it's kind of tough because I've never, I've never had like an outstanding Halloween costume. Like usually, it's just sort of like I'm gonna be dead, and then that's it. <laughs> so I, one thing that I I kind of want to do, but I think this is almost venturing into like cosplay territory is uh, like I thought about at various times dressing like Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, as we oh, like God. to say. Um, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Um, but aside from that, I don't really have any outstanding ideas. I did give um, my friend uh, Jessamine, uh, at one point she was looking for costume ideas and I suggested she and her friend Jeremy go as Team Rocket. And oh, okay. they did dress up as Jesse and James, and it looked really good. And I was like, ah, I was the inspiration for that. <laughs> so I'll just pretend that I give my ideas out. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, I thought your what you went as for the one Halloween party we had in Indiana was good, even though I didn't really understand Oh, my it. gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so one Halloween, um, it was early on in my, uh, I guess, still master's program. And there's this uh, linguistic concept in French linguistics called floating quantifiers. And so an example of that is the word tu, which is T-O-U-S in French. And so like what I did is got a bunch of different felt on a blue t-shirt and cut out some like clouds and balloons and attached strings to like the letters so that it was a floating quantifier. But like annoyingly, only, except for the even though like the majority of the people who came to our party were people from my department 
they still had no idea what I was. <laughs> and I was always like, okay, well, let me help you. What do balloons do? And they're always like, balloons fly. And I'm like, balloons don't fly. They float. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh. so I was just kind of like, no one got it. And I had to explain it to everyone. It was but... too smart for them. It was. It yeah. was. You need to, maybe now as, you know, a p- official PhD person. Mm-hmm. You will know more people who would get that costume, so you could try it again. Do you still have the shirt? <laughs> I do. I think still have the shirt. So I'll have to try it. Try it again next year. <laughs> hmm. Cool costumes. Um. Uh. One costume that I saw on uh, this uh, old TV show from the comedian Dimitri Martin. Uh. It, it was like um. He went as a bunch of grapes, <laughs> and it was just like uh like a bunch of uh, purple balloons attached to him and he was carrying a stick and he was a bunch of grapes. Okay. Get it? That's, that's pretty good. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. 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 And um, <laughs> the other one is like this thing I heard about that they do in Japan called a uh, mundane Halloween. And it's like, they just dress as like boring people. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like a lady dressed up as like a lady uh, throwing out the trash. She's like, you know, like a normal person, but she dressed up like an old lady who's throwing out her trash. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's just like very like a bag of trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's, I guess it's not real trash. Well, I hope maybe not. It's, maybe, maybe it is real trash, but it's not like really dirty trash. Right. It's like, <laughs> like recyclables yeah, exactly. that she just puts in the recycling bin at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of fun. Aside from that. Is there anything that you went as as a kid that you liked? Dude, I, I, I came to this country when I was 10, so I, I was almost... But you said you went trick-or-treating. Like, one... The first trick-or-treat... The first Halloween, we didn't... We just got to America in, like, late October. Oh. So there wasn't time to, um, you know, find a costume. So we just <laughs> dressed normally and got some candy. And then um, the next Halloween, I... I but I got like this really cheap uh, uh, witch's hat and went as that and got some candy. And that, that was it for my trick-or-treating. Okay. Maybe I'll someday go with something epic. We should have it. a Halloween party here next year. Let's do it. I wanted to this year, but it was on a Thursday. But next year it'll be on a Friday. So we can oh. throw like a real rager. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, right. since we're on the topic of Halloween, there was this really cool thing that we always did when I was a kid. Our next door neighbor had a tractor with a wagon and he would put bales of hay in it. And he would get collect all the kids on the road and all the kids like that were in his family that he knew would come. And we would get on the hay wagon and he would drive us up and down the road to get candy from every house on the road. And all the people on the road always participated. And like we so we got to go trick or treating twice. We would do this hay wagon ride with art and get candy from everybody on the road. Then you'd go trick or treating like at night, too, for, you know, for the rest of the town. Oh, fun. That was always really cool. Yeah. So like a really like we were talking about that with my mom was the last time I was home because he doesn't do it anymore because he's super old now. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's just like it was such a cool thing that they did on our on our road like that. That is fun, yeah. Does it all? <laughs> it's like it's one of those things that seems so normal at the time because we did it every year. <laughs> but like looking back, and I'm like, I bet nobody else did that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Cool. Well, those are some good ideas for costumes and fun. 
Um, so let's switch topics abruptly and let's talk let's, about. Let's go from Halloween to Valentine's. Yes. <laughs> and we will talk about season five, episode 18 of The Office Blood Drive. Originally aired after uh, uh, Valentine's Day on March 5th, 2009, written by Brent Forrester. Well, there you go. Well, there you he, go. He's one of my favorite, like, general writers. Like, I think he wrote a couple of good episodes for The Simpsons, too. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, this was a solid episode. So it was. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those episodes where when I read the title, I remembered that it was a good episode. Like, sometimes, like, you read the title and you're like, well, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode. But this one, I was like, ooh, it's blood dry. Yeah. I remember that that's a good episode. I definitely did not remember that it took place on Valentine's Day. I didn't remember that either, but <laughs> I just remembered it being, like, a good episode. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it left that impression. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember for a while which episode it was where um uh jim and pam went with uh bob and uh bob vance vance refrigeration yeah bob vance vance refrigeration (laughs) phyllis vance phyllis vance vance Vance, refrigeration (laughs) yeah yeah oh my gosh that scene with them is just my god (laughs) as soon as jim was like oh man they've been gone for like 10 minutes i was like oh they fucking mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> of course they are like you know they're they the, are they're the like most rowdy, rowdy horniest <laughs> people of this entire show oh my god they are <laughs> it's ridiculous you know i saw like a cute meme the other day and it was like too many people are trying to be the gym to your pam and not enough are trying to be the bob to your phyllis <laughs> like that's true <laughs> yeah Bob once paid a thousand dollars just to hug her, and he was already dating her. Oh, he did, didn't he? Right. <laughs> he did, didn't he? He did awkwardly also blow off two coworkers to go fucking a handicapped toilet, but you know. Well, they're not his coworkers. <laughs> True, and he does <laughs> very so clearly funny. express his disdain for the rest of her coworkers. So. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the jackass, the other jackass, and the new jackass. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> So, you know, Jim feels the same way, at least. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So let's talk about how clever Pam is when she saves her own job. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> during the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pam with the help of Jim as well. Well, yes, that too. I don't, like, I feel like she should have thought of that on her own to just, like, have sent him her jim like called jim over and been like oh this is michael scott kind of thing without jim having to think of it because that just makes sense yeah but also like just the way (laughs) the way they're just like ah and like finger gunning (laughs) each other hey whatever it is (laughs) michael's face he's just so excited to be involved in whatever is happening (laughs) i know and then just like we've got to go do this to other people I know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So I appreciated that. A there being, I, I must assume, a Happy Days reference to the Fonz. But... Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know who the Fonz is. Oh, you don't know the Fonz? Uh-uh. What? He's the coolest guy in human history. I know that people refer to the Fonz when they're implying that somebody is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's cool. But who is he? The Fonz. Arthur 
Anzarelli. Huh? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, well, that clears up. <laughs> His leather jacket is in the Smithsonian. Is he a real person or a character? He's a character on a uh, show called Oh, Happy man, Days. he's a character all right. <laughs> And his office was in the bathroom, and he wore a le- yeah, leather jacket, his hair slicked back, sort of like greaser style. And um, uh, Happy Days is the show where the expression um, jump the shark originated. Mm-hmm. Is he from Happy Days? Yeah, yeah. It's from the show Happy Days. Yeah. And it's Never like, seen it. Uh, okay, well, it was, a, it was an okay sitcom, <clears throat> and then it like really became terrible when there was this episode where the Fonz... Is like he's on a, a jet ski mm-hmm. wearing his leather jacket. Subi is so animated. And right then now. he like <laughs> he like takes the jet ski and he like goes over a ramp and like jumps over a shark. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the expression jump the shark comes from. And it got bad at that point? Yeah, it was like, what the hell is this? This is so dumb. Yeah, oh. it took a turn. And any anytime it's oh, so like the office jumps the shark after Michael leaves. I don't think so, but a lot of other people think so. Yeah. Yes, like half of this podcast that's yeah. here today. <laughs> <laughs> the half that is absent today. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. But but all right. The so the Fonz is cool. Mm-hmm. The Fonz yeah. is I mean, arguably today I don't know if he would be seen as cool. He's kind of like the guy who's smoking cigarettes in the bathroom and He's probably a misogynist. Yeah. No, he's not. I, is I don't he think not? he is. I, I think he's like pretty woke for his time. I don't okay. know. They were all I have to misogynistic. Yeah. I think he was woke. See, this was before my time, so we... Oh wait, no, he's a misogynist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's just like, I don't know, Sumi. <laughs> I really think he is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So that cold open, which is unrelated to the rest of the episode, happens. I prefer that. Yeah. When they do, when they do relate, I like it when they don't relate. I guess we do get some of the best ones when they don't, like Kevin's chili spill and. Yes. Like, this one pranks. I thought was really good, too, just because Pam knows, like, that's 95% of her job is what this new yeah. system produces. So she's just, like, probably for months just been, like, stalling and telling this guy, oh, Michael's not in right now or something. Yeah. Well, and again, it's that question that we asked last time when there was, you know, what what, what is the use of, like, the PA system for that little office area? Yes, yeah. But it's the same thing with, like, it's not, like, what are there, four sales reps so why would you ever have to like call yeah. and have it automatically sent to one of them? It doesn't make sense. Also, it seems like if you're a client of one of the sales reps, they can call in directly to their line because right. they give out their number and they receive calls at their desk. True, yeah. So it's just like potential new clients who haven't been assigned to a sales rep yet that would need to be transferred Ooh. to one. That's true. Or so, if like you lost their direct number yeah. or something, I guess. But So it really doesn't make sense. But... Right, it's like probably wouldn't it be something that Dunder Mifflin would pay for anyways because there would be no point to it it's cheaper just to employ Pam yeah, true <laughs> although uh, maybe not you know I don't know how much she makes or what benefits she gets so that's maybe true. it would be cheaper to buy the phone system but yeah that's true <laughs> well we do know that their benefits were sort of sliced and diced way back in season one so that's true who knows what they're <laughs> getting nowadays but But. so the main part of this episode kind of parallels valentine's day with blood (laughs) blood Blood. so i thought that was kind of an interesting way of like because you know hearts 
Valentine's Day, hearts, blood, blood. Mm-hmm. Red. Yeah. red, red, blood, blood, death, death, uh-huh. life, Gore. love. <laughs> death. A whole slew of possible words related to it. T- tomato, <laughs> paint, naked baby. Oh my gosh! Blue paint. <laughs> Blood, blood drive, like, although, I, yeah, now that you've mentioned that it's red and hearts and stuff, I do see the connection. At first I was like, what the hell? But I guess also <laughs> they do tend to try to do blood drives around holidays because people feel more giving, perhaps. Maybe. But They're more willing to give of their blood. Yeah. but of, I, give, give of themselves, literally. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I haven't donated blood in many years. Yeah, neither have I. And you know what? The last time I donated blood... The person who was taking my blood, like, looked at my blood type, and she's just like, oh, most of your blood type probably just spoils on the shelf anyways, because it's so rare. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing this for, then? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I stopped. I was like, well, I'm never going back that. I'm keeping all of my blood, thanks. It yeah. won't spoil inside of me. I can use it. In your defense, <laughs> You, you then started donating plasma regularly for like two or three years. And that didn't matter what my blood type was for that. But yeah. I was only donating plasma that regularly because they were paying me for it. So yep. I'm not really <laughs> sure it was a selfless act. Or like, I'll not have food this week if I don't do an right. act. <laughs> oh my gosh, if I could still donate plasma and be paid for it, I totally would. We have at least Michael and Dwight giving early on in the episode. <laughs> Which sparks Michael's whole like love fest because he meets someone. My exact uh, words that I typed were: Michael meets a nervous Nelly and thinks it's kismet. <laughs> yes, that sounds about right. Uh, I I feel bad that like he, he I mean number it. one, like thinking of Michael not eating for three days oh is just is absurd because he's constantly snacking on something. But yeah. also like that's so dumb to just not eat for three days and then donate blood. Well, I mean he did the same thing also when he ran that several blocks or whatever the the Michael Scott fun run for whatever it was. He like didn't drink anything the entire day and then was that's like true. dehydrated by the end. He's not good at that. Yeah, he's not good at planning ahead for potentially health yeah health-related stuff. <laughs> uh, who is good at planning ahead is Dwight, who has you know trained his major blood vessels to retract, <laughs> and also his penis. Oh my god! He, he said he his penis retracts into itself. Yeah, not into his body. Like right. Into itself. I'm just picturing like if you were to put your finger at the tip of the penis and just like push up on it, so that it would kind of just like all enfold on right, itself. Right, like, like telescope in on itself. <laughs> I guess. Just like. Although I think isn't there this, isn't there like a medical possibility of this happening? I don't know. Let's refer Subi- to our medical resident. I, I, I don't think so. I know like, you're a penis specialist. But... Yeah. <laughs> yep, that, yep, that's my specialty. <laughs> no, isn't there like, like when you're a baby, your penis is like not descended or something, right? That's, or those are testicles. <laughs> okay. And it happens. <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't have whatever, so. <laughs> <laughs> so like your testicles can still retract into your body as an adult though, right? No. What? <laughs> not willingly, I don't think. No, maybe like, with not some just trauma. Like, not like willy nilly, but like if there was <laughs> trauma to them, or if there was some sort of like if you're really cold. No, I don't no. think so. Oh. I, as an adult male, have never had my testicles retract into me. 
some people do have okay undescended testicles. Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So those yeah, usually those have to be removed. Yeah. They yeah. have to remove their testicles. Because they have a higher rate of uh, cancer. Testicular cancer. Why don't they just pull them out? I know, just like, just like you know, just like bear down really, really hard, and then hear like a pop. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's I exactly that. how it goes. There's just like a lot of suction holding them up in there. Yeah. The anyway, kind of we've really <laughs> strayed here. <laughs> um, I do. This is Dwight's fault. Yeah, this is <laughs> Dwight's fault. Although I do love that. Also, at the very end, this gives us some good scenes of like Stanley and Phyllis trying to steal the cookies. <laughs> Yes. And also Creed succeeding oh in stealing blood. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What does he want it for? I mean, <laughs> he's like, a mysterious creature, you know? I know. Like, literally every scene that Creed is in, ever. He doesn't have to be speaking. He didn't say anything in that scene. They're always the best. They like, are, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I want there to be a show about Creed. Yeah. That's, I don't think it would be good. I think Creed is like a, like a fancy spice. You want it in like small That's doses. Like true. truffle oil. You can't do too much. Or saffron. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Saffron. saffron. He's the saffron of the office. I would agree with that. Just a, a hint of saffron lingering on a the sous-sance. tongue. <laughs> what's, what's a sous-sance? A sous-sance? Sous-sance. It's a soupçon. It means just like a hint. It means a hint, yeah. Just a hint of creed. Just a I want there to be just a little bit more of creed, though. Yeah. Some episodes yeah. he's in it a little bit heavier and it works. Yeah. Like every he <clears throat> he kills every scene. He does. He's the best show on the character. He's the best show on the character. He's the best show on the character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's that great that everybody else is just the character and he is the whole yeah. show. <laughs> I would agree, though, honestly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's pretty much Blood Drive. Like, we never... Michael, <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> this stirs... This, like, provokes Michael to... You know, get make his lonely hearts club. Yes. Which turns into speed dating. But like aside from that, nothing really. Oh comes. my god. Michael being a matchmaker is like the worst possible <laughs> thing for anyone well, who actually wanted to find a match. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that he was he was onto something with Lynn and Kevin. Oh, I think that was just luck. He was like, well, Oh, yeah. she's kind of too ugly for me. No, Let's well, yeah. Put her with Kevin. I mean, that's exactly why. He, that's exactly the thought process. But, like, it is interesting. But so it had nothing to do with Michael's skill as yeah. a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, but we never see them. We never see Lynn again, do we? I don't think so, no. Which is kind of weird because it kind of, I don't know, it could be a well, nice setup for, like, it was like, what does he say? He's, are you on email? But Ugh. they don't exchange emails. So like, how would he they ever? He takes her card. Oh, does he? Yeah. It just carries around a card with their email on it. Well, it's called the business card. Yeah, business card, man. But like, who does that? <laughs> no, people who want to network, you know? Maybe I should have business cards and just go you around should. handing them out to people. Yeah. Well, that's how you like promote your, you know, your business. My and a lot of times, sometimes you can put them in those like raffle drawings to to oh, win yeah. like a free meal. <laughs> also true. If, if that's not motivation, I have your business card. Janet. You do. You can you can put me into something for to win something free if you want. All right. The next time I have the opportunity <laughs> to do so, yeah. I'll what make a, sure that it's church related. Just please do. Like, 
one of my coworkers has like a joke business card which has his name on it and it says i don't want to say his name but whatever it says his name and then it, underneath it it says uh distinguished gentleman and uh-huh. there's like a like a little drawing of a guy with a cane and a monocle i'm gonna guess that this is j-dog no no it's not j-dog is it d-dog yeah it's, it's d-dog, D-Dog. <laughs> yeah what a weirdo right that is bizarre. Is that like a pickup thing? Like, does he hand that to I hope potential not, he's love interests? Oh. <laughs> no, he, he's married. So <laughs> maybe that's how he picked his partner. Oh yeah, up. maybe. That's right. Maybe that's yeah. how he got yeah. her, and he just hasn't stopped trying yet. I know. <laughs> he did just get married. So, oh, yeah. see. I guess if things don't go well, he can still be collecting potentials. True. Yeah. True. But yeah, Michael, he has some real doozies, like trying to match Meredith up with that guy who like works in repair or something. And he's oh just gosh. like, Meredith recently had a total hysterectomy, so that's kind of like a repair. That's kind of like a repair. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, you know, expose the most personal thing that I know about you. <laughs> I know. Poor Meredith, my God. Oh. But, yeah. And then Dwight just tries to sell paper to his match. Oh. And oh, I... After, like, orgasming when he hears that she uses a lot of paper. And then finally, she's just like, I, we already have a paper supplier. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, just, thanks for wasting my time, <laughs> idiot. Oh, idiot, yeah. <laughs> and Michael's like, you don't deserve her. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that both Michael and Dwight were being, like, sincere. Like, Michael sincerely didn't understand like stand his what he said there. He was trying to be comforting. Oh, I think and so too. Dwight yeah. t- like sincerely misunderstood him oh, and yeah. thought he was trying to be comforting. Because Michael never gets <laughs> he never gets quotes right or anything no, like that. He doesn't. Which is like you know very very much on display when he talks about before all this when he wants to be Cupid. He says, "I'm going to be Cupid and I'm going to shoot my sparrow at unsuspecting <laughs> victims, and they are going to hit get hit and say, i 'I'm in love. I was hit by Cupid's sparrow. Funny little bird, but he gets the job done.'" <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. but yeah i think that that is pretty much is the whole episode mm-hmm. pretty much i mean like yeah. it I, I did like when they're they when before they do the speed dating and they're trying to like open up and talk about all the ways that they were heartbroken and angela oh, yeah. like we discovered angela had oh. another standoff between <laughs> men <laughs> okay I don't think that's true i think she was like yeah. actually referring to dwight and mandy and then was like no i i, I think it was true no i got the she sense never lived in ohio i mean ohio's just a block away basically a hip and a scop away hip and a scop away, a hip and a scop away. <laughs> not really though i guess if it's scranton because it's like on the far east side of Pennsylvania. right i don't think she ever lived anywhere besides where she lives now yeah probably not and the names seem a bit phony john mark and john david oh, that was one of my trivia questions oh i'm sorry <laughs> my bad i forgot we did trivia I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to pluck some out here. Fortunately, I have several. Good. Um, but yeah, so that that's pretty much pretty much it. Yeah. All but, right. I don't remember what order we do things in. Uh, do we do quotes next? Yeah, let's do quotes. All right. I have a few that we didn't say. Okay. Um, so Dwight says, it's so sexy, it becomes hostile. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have, well... We did. We we talked about Dwight's retracting penis, but the full quote was, mm-hmm. "I've trained my major blood vessels to retract into my body upon command. Also, I can retract my penis up inside itself." <laughs> then, 
um dwight also said i love dwight on everything he says apparently because i just wrote it all down i've got two more quotes by dwight (laughs) (laughs) um you're not letting natural selection do its job you're like the guy who invented the seatbelt. yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then dwight saying i feel a little lopsided because all the blood because of all the blood they took out of my right side Oh my gosh. I liked Michael's sort of pessimism at the beginning when he comes in. He's like, Cupid's in hearts, really shoving our faces in it this year. (laughs) And then he's like, these people need to be protected from having love shoved into their faces. (laughs) Um, I also liked Jim at the beginning saying, hey, you're only engaged once. Well, present company excluded. (laughs) Yeah. Um,. Michael also referring to the mixer as an old-fashioned meat market is pretty good. And then I like when he's, uh, I guess when he gets carried away by how how endearing Kelly finds his story. And he's like, we were lying next to each other. I think our blood bags touched. (laughs) (laughs) And And I'm assuming that you didn't have any quotes. I just had, are you on email? Well, I have, I have one that you'll appreciate that I also wrote down, which was... Oh, sorry, I cut my, you off. That's okay, which is Michael saying, hey, y'all, I just invited Jim to suck it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. So, so let's... What's next? Do, do we do trivia next? Or yeah, ratings? I think so. Yeah, yeah. let's no, do trivia. trivia. All right. Um, at the beginning, when when Michael is inviting Jim to suck it, both, <laughs> both Creed and Meredith are playing the same game on their computer. Solitaire. Which type? Spider? Uh, Spider solitary. Oh, oh snap. Um, Michael, when he's donating blood, refers to himself as a human juice box. <laughs> what flavor does he say he is? Hawaiian blood punch. Yes. Type, or, or type ocean spray. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, while Michael is donating blood, he refers to the Red Cross nurse as something other than a nurse. Oh, I miss that. Waitress. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Waitress. <laughs> um, what is Bob Vance's highest bowling score? 280. Yes. And his lowest? 70. Under 70. 70. Um. Oh, and I did that one. The John Mark and John David was already stolen from me. My bad. So those are all my questions. You did it. Good. Do you have any questions to me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He has like three things written down for the whole episode. Okay. I'll just ask. Eating. He was fair. eating for like half of it. Yeah. That's really fair. I'll just ask where, where was Andy in this episode? On one of his honeymoons, possibly hot air ballooning and getting a <laughs> massage later that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the only thing I wrote down. That's sad for Sorry. Andy. Yeah, it is sad for oh, Andy. Andy. Also, Angela, like, Angela's just like, oh. Uh, and like, is he having to take off like just weeks of vacation to go on all these honeymoons? <laughs> I guess, but oh, if you like. Sad. Like, yeah. just imagine him alone. Oh, God, that's the saddest thing. Showing ever. up for your couple's massage by yourself. Oh, <laughs> so sad. At least invite a friend, for God's sake. I know, right? Yes. Like, in Parks and Rec, when Ben goes to all those couples' things with Jerry. Aw, <laughs> uh, Gary. Gary, Jerry, Larry, Gary. <laughs> um, all right, so let's do Dundee's next. All right. I will give the vampire Dundee to Creed uh, for stealing a bag of blood. He totally <laughs> deserves it. 
I'll give the uh, bathroom sex study oh, to <laughs> Bob and uh, Phallus. Phallus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the. Uh, sorry that you're considered second rate, Dundee, to Lynn for having to randomly be paired with Kevin. Aww. What? Kevin's a catch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So let's talk ratings then. I am giving this, I really like this episode, so I'm going to give it a 4.5 oh. out of 5 soup-filled hats. Aww, yeah. I'll give it a 4 out of 5 retracting penises. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 4 out of 5 blood bags. Blood bags. All right, well that brings our total score to 4.167. Something. I'm not good like that. Bathroom sex. Vampires. Soup had vampires. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, All right. So I guess that brings to the end of the episode discussion. So uh, if you want to drop out here, dear listeners, feel free. But let us know what you thought about the episode. You can do so on Twitter at TL underscore PCAST. Or you can send us email at threatlevelpodcast at gmail.com. And without further ado, that brings us to what, Madison? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done it in so long, I forgot. (laughs) Threat Level Podcast After Dark. Exactly. And so for all of our listeners who forgot, because it's been 150 years. Like me. (laughs) um, This is the part of the podcast where we basically just talk about things that we've been watching, reading, contemplating, listening to. Uh, experiencing over the past two and a half months. <laughs> so I guess none of us have an excuse to not. Oh have yeah. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. Because it's been way too long. And if you want to call <laughs> out a couple things, like totally feel free to do so. Okay. Well, there's definitely been some new seasons of some shows. Like there's a new season of the Great British Baking Show. Oh yeah. That we're watching. There's a new season of The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Um, Bat- a Big Mouth as well. Big Mouth. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of the things that we've shouted out in the past, the new seasons are out and ready. Yeah. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Um, I guess. <laughs> I didn't actually write down. I forgot that we did shout outs. I didn't actually write down one. So I'm gonna have to contemplate it. That's for a okay. Minute. I'll <laughs> shout out one that we should all shout out. Um, okay. Recently, uh, we have Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, of course, yeah. who are uh, Pam and Angela, respectively, in the office, have come out with their own office podcast called Office Ladies. And it's essentially a deep dive with a lot of personal anecdotes and fun facts. And it's a really, really detailed in-depth look at each of the episodes. And they're going from pilot and going uh, one episode per discussion. One, Almost like they you know. stole the idea. Yeah. From Almost like they did. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but, uh, but it's been, I don't know if you guys have been listening, but... No. I, I've listened to all of them so far, and it's it's really really interesting, and sure. it's fun because uh, Angela and Jenna have like a nice chemistry as well because they basically became best friends on the show and have stayed best friends for you know all of these years. So it's cool because sometimes they'll call people in. Like last episode, they um, they essentially skyped in Rain to talk a little bit about some of his like stylish choices with Dwight and stuff. So. 
it's it's interesting definitely worth a listen for sure you should send them an email and tell them that they stole the idea from us and yeah. maybe they'll shout out our <gasps> podcast maybe uh, oh fun. man man can you imagine oh my god we would yeah. get flooded <laughs> and then everybody would be like oh this is a shit one <laughs> yeah they'd be like god <laughs> run go away back. let's go back to the office ladies <laughs> exactly um but yeah so that's like definitely something to check out uh i guess i can shout out another podcast um there's uh so one of the i don't know what you would call them like influencers or someone who's done a lot with they used to to be on SourceFed, one of the hosts and then they did a lot of like nerd news and stuff like that but there's this guy called sam basher and he recently came out with a podcast called one more time where he's going back through and watching uh, shows that he shows and films that he really liked and discussing them and then also ones that he thought were terrible and okay. discussing them and so so far he's actually working on talking about uh, as one that he really liked he's talking about avatar the last airbender uh and oh, going okay. through slowly and then the ones <laughs> he's interspersing that with like discussions of, of things that he didn't really like and um the most recent episode with that is suicide squad so he's um and he also talked about Transformers The Last Night. Uh, so he's... It's it's kind of interesting. It's more of an intimate thing. Most uh, episodes are just him talking about it. So if you like a witty banter between multiple people, it's maybe not the best podcast for you. But, but yeah, I find it interesting. Very fun. I might also be biased because it's Avatar The Last Night Render. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish that that was still streaming somewhere. I know. Because I would love to just rewatch it yeah oh well um all right so i'm gonna shout out a book i've been kind of obsessively reading recently so i've read through a bunch of different young adult books but the one i'm gonna shout out is the sun is also a star Mm. and it's by nicola yoon i'm assuming is how she pronounces her last name it's y-o-o-n Um, And it's about, it's told from the point of view of two different characters. Um, It's Daniel and Natasha. And so Natasha is, um, they're both teenagers. And Natasha is from a family who's Mm. in the country illegally. Mm. So she and her family are about to be deported. And the whole story takes place in less than 24 hours. And it's like Daniel meets Natasha and they kind of, sort of fall in love during this period of time and it's like their story as she struggles with like trying to help her family to not get deported from the country and it's very emotional and it's also a movie now too so you can watch the movie when you're done if you like the book nice but it's also it's very aware you know because it's such a a hot topic right now in our Mm. country as well immigration so yeah and and it's definitely you know like pro immigrant (laughs) of course yeah nice so yeah recommend that i really should have had time to think of a new shout out yeah especially (laughs) since we let you go last Uh, (laughs) what have you been been doing over there um i I read a little bit of this book called uh normal people i think Hmm. it's by an author named uh sally rooney um she's this irish author and um it's a pretty good book it's like about those these two young people who may or may not have fallen in love 
and um, it's just it it does a really good job of expressing like um, it getting into like the interiority of characters. You know, mm. it's mm. all like the kind of book that would be very hard to to film. You know, okay, yeah. or like if you made a film out of it, it would lose a lot. Gotcha. So I haven't read too much of it, but the parts of it that I did read or read are pretty good. Cool. Yep. I should also finish reading these books. <laughs> yeah, you, he has a lot of books that are like partially or half finished. Okay, I did read four hundred pages of that Robert Moses book, and yeah, then I just but it's stopped. A thousand more pages long. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even halfway done. I know, right? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, that's that's alright. You'll Moses. finish it eventually, right? I'll finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Never finished reading the book I wrote. Oh, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. Oh. <laughs> I know. If I recall, there were too many adjectives for him. It's really too many adjectives, man. You gotta, no. You gotta, you gotta cut out the no. the unnecessary adjectives. No. None of them. I did. None of the ones that are in there are unnecessary. Oh snap! <laughs> well, on that note, I guess that gives us all a couple of things to to look at and think about, or watch or read. Uh, until next time, and we will. I will promise that we will not take many many weeks between. Uh, I mean, recordings this time. Nope, much. I'm going to promise. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, it'll at least be fewer than two months. <laughs> we can hope. That I can probably promise. Um, but next time we'll be back talking about uh, Season 5, Episode 19, which will be Golden Ticket. Oh. So stick around for that one. <laughs> and yeah. So once again, if you want to reach out to us, feel free to do so on Twitter t- uh, at TL underscore PCAST or send us an email at threatlevelpodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye.